this morning. You guys come prepared? All right. Some of you guys are holding up your phones too. That works. Uh, of our Romans series. And uh, Paul starts it off in Romans chapter 1. He says, I am not ashamed of the power of God for the salvation because it everyone who believes. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So this book of Romans, he gives us the gospel. He tells us from start all uh, what is going on, serving of God's wrath, right? We are all sinners deserving of God's wrath. We, we deserve because we, uh, we are done off of God's plan. We're deserving of death. We're deserving of hell. And then Romans chapter 3 and 4, we found out this great news. That even though we can't do anything of God in his save ourselves, we can his son, Jesus, to take his wrath for us. To step in our faith in the, the penalty that he died and that he rose again, that we can have Jesus' righteousness. That God, we can have this righteousness from God. This thing we've been righteousness from God. Years and years through the cross, Jesus has brought a righteousness from God. So now we can be saved. Now we can spend eternity in hell. I forgot to mention. And now we're like, all those dads out there. Uh, hopefully you woke up to the smell of bacon this morning cooking. And, and you can smell you guys. This is your first Father's Day. Uh, but happy. And uh, just exciting things coming. Uh, but yeah, that's Romans chapter 5 and 6. Now I've got 5 and 6 tells us. I'm going to have to. You know, now that we're saved, uh, now, now that we've received this righteousness from God because we've had faith, Jesus what some truths that we maybe don't think of on a daily basis? Uh, let me ask you this question. Is there, if you weren't living today, would you like to live in, period? Roman time period? Anybody else? Nobody. Everybody's like, right? Today. We're good. Back, like, oh, that would be cool, you know, medieval times. That'd be kind of, you know, serve as a knight and Sir Arthur's uh, round table, all that. Kid, you imagine yourself toilets in different places. Maybe, maybe you picture yourself, what would it be like to live in the, the kingdom under King David or King Solomon when, when you go back into different times on top of it? Thought, oh, that, that'd be pretty cool. And in America today, uh, we, we live in... Uh, we live in a democracy. We were, we were ruled by kings and, and kingdoms, and uh, we don't really live in a monarch and always will be among many of those. There will always be a, a king in the spiritual realm, and, and in the spiritual realm, it's a kingdom culture. Heaven is like the kingdom culture uh, of heaven. is. He doesn't say the democracy of heaven is like. No, it's the kingdom uh, of heaven. We live in a spiritual monarchy, and, and there is only... But the problem with that's God the Father is... There's more than one king trying to throw their weight around in the spiritual realms. There's all sorts of rules. want to bind to want to reign over you. Now, the good news is that, that God is, he's the king of kings, right? He, he's the ultimate Lord. So in the spiritual realm, he's the ultimate power. No one compares to him. But on this side of heaven, there's other kings that are trying to control us, that are trying to notice some of these are trying to reign over kingdom words, uh, some of these spiritual kingdom words as you can see. So if you're listening for them, you'll, you'll kind of find them in here. In Romans chapter 5 happens when we in 2 say this, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, incredible righteousness, not all of last time, since we, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We boast in the whom we have gained access to the glory of God. So I, I love this, right? So we go through all these things. We have faith in Jesus. 
the mire. There's nothing. We start out saying this whole, we're worthy of God's wrath. And then Jesus comes along. He does all of the work for us. And now this gift, righteous eternity in heaven. And you'd think, that's good enough for me. You know, I could settle with that. But, but Jesus says here, but I'm not throwing more things. But wait, there, there's, you know, just, just wait. You know, he thought that was a good deal. We're going to throw in a set of steak knives too. You know, and, and so that's what's going on here. Is he says, uh, therefore, since you've been just, and the first one he said, uh, peace with God. We have peace with God. Now notice this doesn't say this is when we're going through the storms of, oh, we're looking at making a difficult decision, trying to figure out what job is next, what, what place should I live in, about this thing, and the peace of God, right? That's not what it's talking about here. It's saying peace with God. So remember, we live in this uh, to subject. There's kings. In the moment when we first chose to sin, we pulled ourselves out of the kingdom of heaven. We pulled ourselves out of the kingdom of God. We said, well, we didn't want you to rule over me. We were really going under the, the leadership of, of sin in our lives. That was the ruler. That was the person we were serving against each other. And so since that day, kingdom of sin, and they're warring over the same territory, right? And war is breaking out. There has been no peace. That you died and that we say, Jesus, I we now come out of the reign of sin and we go back into the kingdom of God. And there's no war anymore. There's peace with God. There's, there's peace because we cannot explain the rule once again. And let me tell you what, when we have peace with God, he's here. So God gives us peace. Not only peace, it says that he gives us access to grace. Access to grace. Esther, if you've never read it before, it's an exciting book. You should go home and read it tonight. Uh, but Esther, but or here, here's this, of that land, uh, things didn't work out for us. So the king was looking for a new queen. And somehow Esther is chosen by the grace of God, Esther going out that is going to, and for people, all of the Jewish people. And so she thought, ah, I need to do something about this. Into, oh, she's the queen, she can go talk to. She wasn't allowed into the inner courts unless she was invited. And she hadn't been invited for the past month, you know, it, it was pretty rough. So she just, and told she was going to go and was probably going to die. She wasn't invited, the penalty was death. Unless the king extended his golden scepter in there and grace. He extended that, that scepter and she had grace. She had access. And that's kind of the same picture uh, from the bit. It says we have, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they, they had access to God. They walked with God. How amazing would that be? So they're, that they're not supposed to eat God, but one day they, one rule that God gave them. And because of that, they were banished. They no longer got to walk with God. They, they were allowing them back in. So the garden and, and God anymore. They couldn't be in his presence the way they used to have access. And ever since that moment, uh, humanity has been fighting to gain access. Uh, the, we've been fighting in the wilderness. Moses is allowed to have access to God up on the mountain, receiving the Ten Commandments uh, in, in the die. storm, in the lightning. So they don't have access. Uh, People in the Old Testament, they were looking for access to God. And, and now, because Jesus died on the cross, he says, not the throne room given, but you have access to the room of God, and we can receive grace. This is an amazing benefit, that we can have access to the king. Chapter 2, verse, talking about grace, it says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, God's passions, and to live self-control, right, and godly lives in the present age. 
see this grace, this access to grace that God sustains us all. And I, you know, we need, maybe last week you thought, man, I got God's grace for the first time. This is great. His mercies are new. We need God's grace today. We need God's grace every day to continue to live for Jesus, to continue to, 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 to live for God, to continue to stay today. In the, we all need grace. So this grace helps us not to just avoid the bad things, but to do the good. The third thing, that more like Jesus. So what we get that it's thrown in there is the hope in the glory of God. The hope. So we've got peace. We've got access to Now we've got hope in great day. 1 Corinthians 15, 52 says, In a flash, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, imperishable, comes back, be changed. His church to be with him. I, I'm looking for that, for that, uh, to that day when this spiritual king time, right? That, that reality are in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. will be fearful. And the problem is, right, think about that. If we're not playing for the right team, if we're not in the right kingdom, is going to give us fear. Kid, I'm a big Vikings fan. That shouldn't be any surprise to any of you. But my best friend was a Packers fan. I'm not sure why I chose. Every time we'd go to school, uh, I'd have to hear him brag about how good the Packers were and, you know, how, all those things. And, and I didn't, he got to brag, brag about my Vikings, the Packers did, is because they had a guy on their team named Brett Favre. I mean, it was just like a cheat code. Every time you'd think, we finally got him beat. I remember staying up real time, Brett Favre, and I thought, we're going to find Rone, and it lands on the back of some guy, and he walks into the end zone, and, and I was like, I stayed up for this? You know, this, this is terrible. And, and so they had to be up, but I we couldn't win. We're probably not going to win this one, right? We're, we're going to lose. Several years more, I want to be a Viking. Rolls good for him, right? And, and so he got on our team. And now all of a sudden, I'm sitting there like, I got nothing to fear. This is every game. I know we've got, um, but you know, that's, that's the Vikings for you. You can't, can't do that. But, but that's kind of the way it is in the kingdom of, uh, of God. The best player on the wrong time, or on the wrong in the Lord of Lords. We're, we're going to lose. I'm fearful because I'm on the wrong side. But when we go into the kingdom of God, now we, we don't have fear anymore. Now we have hope. And it's going to be told hope because we know and he's going to defeat sin. He's going to defeat death. He's going to defeat the devil. And we get to live in eternity with him forever. We have hope in life. And that's what we have to So good. If we keep reading in Romans chapter uh, 5 verse 3, it, it gives us another benefit. It says, suffering produces But we all character and character hope. So another benefit that we see here is, is hope in the storm. Not only does he give us hope for glory change, it just hope in the storm. You will have struggles. You, you will have problems. You will have issues. You will go through the storm. And we can have hope. Keep us so we can have hope. We can realize that God is using these storms to do something greater in our lives. It, it says we character and character in our sufferings using these storms to do something greater. You know, it's amazing. Uh, in Christianity, it, it seems like, you know, wow, that's, that Christians are do that. But it, we've seen time and time again in history, the more that Christians are persecuted, the more that the church is persecuted, the more the church grows. Even in the difficult, because we can resist, be, because we serve God time and time again. When we face in the bank account, right? Before we, relationship was rocky, I mean, you used to maybe run away. You used to get angry. But now that we're living in the kingdom of God, uh, God wants to do the, the rest of the world. 
See, we have hope going into the storms of our life. So that's just another benefit that God throws in there that we don't deserve, that we haven't earned, but it's a gift that God access. We have the benefits of living in the kingdom of God. And Romans chapter 5 goes on to say, while we were still sinners, but God died for us. Right? This is where it's all coming from, that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. God made it a thing about the gospel. This for us to give us righteousness, to accept him, that even though we were sinners, right? Not just sinners. We were still in a his enemies, right? Fighting God, fighting against God, why we were still his enemies. It said that Christ laid down his life for us, hung on the cross when he died. That was, that was the moment that changed everything. Light bulb turned. It was a moment that, that changed his time an engine fired up or the first time a plane took flight or the first time somebody accessed the World Wide Web. More, more than any of those things, the thing, the moment changed everything was what Jesus, which three days later led to him rising from the dead and, and defeating and, and being the victor, being the champ. talks about how it's a moment that Jesus dying on the cross uh, was so powerful, uh, the greatest moment can lose its energy. And it started with a really bad moment, right? We talked about Adam and Eve for the worse. Made one poor decision. Bad before? Anybody mess up so bad that it changed the world? Right? It's pretty bad. That, that one, that's what they did. They messed up so bad. And because of that one sin, the Bible said that now childbirth is painful. Man, I'm sorry, ladies. Like, Adam and Eve really uh, were, uh, but a hard to produce fruit is going to be hard to produce a harvest. Harvest that that we're going to be at war. That it's going to take that every and also that one death through that one mistake, that one act was powerful. That one act changed the course of human history in an even greater way. Changed all of that. It, it gave us a way through. It gave us hope. Instead of bringing death, it brought life. Uh, in, instead of uh, made of God and sinful, now this because of sin we were cursed. But because Jesus was cursed by being hang, hanged on a tree, right? changed everything. The curse for one moment changed everything. And as we we continue on into chapter six, as our Savior, it gives us this picture. This baptism is what Jesus commanded to us, and and He modeled for us. Once we, we say, once we've. Uh, declaration now. I'm going to get baptized in water uh, so that way people know that I am a Christian, that I'm not ashamed, that I am in the kingdom of deeper symbolism. It's kind of, right? Just because you move the tassel over or you wear the funky garb and, and all that diploma process stage, that doesn't mean you're graduation. In the same way, in, in the kingdom of, of heaven, uh, we become a citizen of heaven when we make that and that's when we, we declaration Jesus the right kingdom. But then there's the baptism. That's, that's like walking the platform. That's like moving the tassel. That's saying, hey, this is symbolic of I want everyone to know because of that, I'm not ashamed. And, and so that's what baptism is. That's what he's talking about. In fact, if you've never been baptized before and you've accepted Christ as just to, to having a baptism, victorious day, it's going to be great. Uh, but this baptism is symbolic. Uh, Romans chapter 6 verses uh, this, we're baptized we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised so through the glory of the Father, about how uh, the symbolism of baptism, when we go under the water, it represents Christ's death. 
the symbolic trying to sail under the water. But then coming out of the water is symbolic of Jesus rising from the dead. Of God, we're new life of of our the kingdom of sin, the kingdom of uh, we're no longer part of the kingdom of darkness. Now we're part of the kingdom of light, death to life. That's what bad kingdom now. So that kingdom, everything is good. Things are going well. You'd think that we've reached the pinnacle of life. You'd think that as a Christian now that we've accepted Christ, right? We're in the right kingdom. Benefits, we've got access. Life should just be sunshine and roses from here on out, right? That would be nice. Verse 11, it tells the same way. Count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin you obey its evil. There's one of those kingdom words. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just be done with sin after we accept Christ? Wouldn't that be nice you know, if you were no longer tempted during the, the kingdom of heaven? Now that we're under the reign of God? But in reality, again, there's still one to win you back over. You know that, that kingdom, get that territory back over. We're always going to be tempted. Sin is always going to be there at the door. Trying to get in. But now, while we still have temptation... God gives us the power and he gives us the grace to overcome it. He gives us the grace. It says that no attempt to overcome, to make sure what's common to man, but God is faithful. He won't let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. Right? We don't have to go back to the kingdom of sin. It's going to be there. But we don't have to. He has rescued us from the is strong darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. Team, we don't have to go back. Stand, have to go in. God's given us all the tools and all of the defenses that He needs, uh, that we need to protect ourselves of God. He's given us of the enemy, the faith which protects us, you know, from from the attacks of the enemy, the attacks of the evil one. He's helped it on every day. Avoid temptation. He's put on that grace every day. We've got to put on that, that faith and that, that righteousness that God gives us, that righteousness from God. We've got to put it on every day. day. The belt of truth, every salvation, every the spirit, every day. Because we're in kingdom culture. There's, there's this king deserting together. So there's a battle. There's a battle constantly raging. Worship team, would you come? See, the end of chapter 6 puts it this way. That when you offer your for six obedient slaves... You are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Obey from your heart, the, but thanks be to God that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and become slaves of all of this. It seems silly that once we join the kingdom of God, once we join the winning team, that doesn't make sense to the kingdom of sin. Look in the Old Testament, we see the same picture. The Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians. They were slaves. They were... And then they see God come and move in power. I mean, they, they see the ten plagues that hit everybody, saving their children. They, they salvation as the Red Sea parts, and they go through on dry ground. They see all these things. And then they... And they're moving their way towards the... They can point, oh, I don't have enough food. I don't have enough water. God, are you going to provide... Why don't we just go back to Egypt? Can you mess back and be slaves again? This is wrong. You don't want to go back into slavery, guys. You want to follow God, right? You may not know where your next meal is coming from, but you know that, that, that God is your... He can take care of the same thing today. Right? We're, we say, God, I need you. But then we keep trying to save me from your, those old sins. 
we keep trying to go back to those things that, that held us captive for so long. The moment things get rough, we, we like to turn around and, and go back. Right? Which kingdom? So the question. You might have declared your allegiance to the kingdom of heaven one day, but of sin. It's time to say, no, this is, this is my kingdom, and I'm going to stay in it. So which kingdom are you living in? So let's look at so you. We're worthy of wrath, right? This is, this is the book of Romans. We're worthy of wrath. But Jesus took our wrath. He took our punishment. So we rose again so that when not only does he give us that, but he gives us his peace, peace with God. He, he, he gives us access to grace, just glory that... So the question is, why would we want to live in any other kingdom? Why would we each kingdom? It's time to say, I want to serve you with everything that I have. You are my king. You are my Lord. I want to, we've got plenty of time. And we're going to close with this song, Here as in Heaven. We sang it earlier. One of the lines from that song, it says, Your will all fresh on us as in heaven. See, we need to understand that we're living in a spiritual kingdom. We're living in a spiritual kingdom, and we need to make that choice. I'm not going to venture out. I'm God after anything else. God, I am in your kingdom. I'm not going to live under the kingdom of sin any longer. But if your kingdom come here on earth, stand with me today. So I challenge you as, as we go to this song, just to sit and spend time at these altars to declare to him, God, I want to be in your kingdom. Today, if if you've been living in the kingdom of sin your whole life and you've never had it, it can be your day to declare to sinship in the kingdom of heaven. You simply just say, Jesus, I want to make you. That's something you can simply pray even that you die. So let's pray. And then let's sing this song. Jesus, we thank you. We pray your kingdom come. God, we, we pray that we would experience your kingdom here on earth. God, that you would give us victory Give us victory over us today as we seek you. Change us. Make us new. In Jesus' name, amen. Worship team, would you lead us?
God, may we, we live in your kingdom in our homes. God, may we live in your kingdom at our jobs. God, as we go about our, our spiritual kingdom, be felt by the people around us. Lord, that, that your kingdom would be on display in heaven. Lord, your kingdom come. God, thank you for your kingdom. Thank you that you sit on the throne. They will come back to take us to look forward to that day. God, we're not fearful of it. We're hopeful for it. The reign of sin. But God, may we live in your freedom. May we live in your righteousness as we leave every day. God, that your, your kingdom would go with us. We live for you. We love you. There's no one like our King of Kings in our week. In Jesus' name, for the men's breakfast happening this Saturday. Uh, young adults will see at our place tonight. And uh, I encourage you, if you more time at these altars, they'll be.